Welcome to the Corporate Hippie Hustle. My name is Allie Brine, and I'm a career alignment coach, speaker, and founder of the Corporate Hippie Hustle brand. Through my work, I'm facilitating a corporate awakening, one empowered woman at a time. I teach tools to women who want to take their corporate careers from stuck to aligned. My ultimate goal is to get the right people in the right positions by challenging the status quo of the corporate world. I know some of my ideas might hit you as a little hippie, but after getting my master's at a top-ranked business school for human resources management and spending time in a Fortune 31 company, I've got some more traditional corporate thoughts for you too. I love pushing you out of your comfort zone because I believe that there's no excuse to not be the best version of yourself. If you're ready for a new take on some traditional corporate tools, combined with some more mindful hippie ideas in order to take your career from stuck to aligned, you're in the right place. I don't play average, and if you're here, I don't expect you do either. So let's do this thing. I'm really good when the odds are stacked against me. Basically, when in a form of a crisis, that's when I thrive. And I have learned this multiple times in my life, from minor situations to literal life and death scenarios. I don't share this experience too often, but going through this particular experience really helped me to learn my skills and how I handle adverse conditions. So I want you to keep in mind as I tell you the story that I don't recommend others putting themselves in life or death situations to see how they react. But this scenario, this experience, this was part of my personal journey. I was working at The Ohio State University in one of their career services offices, and it was a fall Monday. It was a Monday after all the students had just come back from Thanksgiving break. I believe it was mid-morning-ish, and I was sitting at my desk, and I thought I heard a gunshot. And initially, I thought nothing of it. Because I'm from the country, and hearing random gunshots definitely just happens. On Thursday nights in our town, the gun range would freaking light up with target practice. And I swear to you, someone around my parents' house owns a cannon. Legit. I also remember thinking nothing of it because I knew hunting season for deer had come in, and I was thinking about my cousins who were probably out hunting at that point. (laughs) So it took me a solid three to five seconds, along with looking out the window and seeing students running and screaming for it to completely register. That was a gunshot. I had heard a gunshot on a college campus while I was sitting at my desk, at work, at my job. I remember saying very loudly to my coworkers, was that a gunshot? To which I then jumped into action. I started yelling, pull the shades on the windows and get away from them to all of my coworkers. I started moving. I started grabbing my students that I supervised from their desks and ushering them into a central area of the office. 
I ran downstairs to ensure that no employers were in our interview suite. We got the text from Ohio State's emergency services to run, hide, or fight because there was an active shooter on campus and this wasn't a drill. Everyone in the office came together in a central space where I tucked my students where the doors were locked and we were hidden out of sight. With the lights out, we all sat quietly, just listening for noises, waiting for a message to tell us that Ohio State had just overreacted and we were actually good and no one was in danger. One of the women in my office, who was usually like a total baddie, she just froze. She just shut down as her way of coping. She sat there just quietly. And I felt like a helpless sitting duck, not knowing what was going on around us. So I pulled up any resources I could think of. I pulled up Twitter. I pulled up Snapchat. I pulled up the news. And I started blowing up friends on campus, just trying to get anyone who had eyes anyone who knew what the heck was going on on this college campus around us. On Twitter, we got multiple rumors, or rumors of multiple shooters, I should say, and attacks happening all over campus. The friends that I were texting, I was texting said that they too were locked in study rooms, but had pocket knives, so they felt safe. Snap stories showed military veterans in classrooms jumping in and taking charge to stack all of the chairs and desks over doors in those classrooms in an effort to protect those in the room. And we sat. We sat for what felt like forever, just waiting. I stayed calm, keeping everyone informed on what I was seeing on my phone in hushed tones. And finally, the mostly clear text came from Ohio State. They'd killed at least one, but were securing the campus from potential others. And we were released to go back to work at this point. Go back to work. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You want me to just continue with my day as usual. So I sat in my office. With the lights continuing to stay off and the blinds staying drawn, where I pulled up the police scanner and started listening, trying to get a better idea of what was still going on on campus, what was going on potentially on North Campus. After everything was cleared, I walked to my car after work, where I saw vans and publicity all over the surrounding site. I went to yoga that evening And I cried. I cried as I chanted, you are safe, over and over again. You see, what had happened that day on campus while we were hiding in our offices was that a student had driven his car on a campus sidewalk, running over students, and then wielded a machete to attack others. The gunshot that I'd heard outside of my office window was actually an OSU police officer neutralizing the attacker and saving student lives. I read later that ISIL took responsibility for the attack, and that hit hard. That's something that you think of happening far away, but when a militant Islamist group claims that they had just perpetrated a terrorist attack outside of your office window, that hits different. I look back on that crisis and that moment in my life 
And I'm actually really proud of how I handled myself. I always knew that I was good under pressure. If you want something done under pressure, you got a short timeline, I got you. But being in that crisis, that was the ultimate test of how I handled pressure. And I tell you this story not in hopes that you can directly relate through witnessing a terrorist attack outside of your office window as well, but instead as an extreme example of thriving under pressure. On today's episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle, I am talking all about how we type A go-getting ladies can sometimes create our own crisis scenarios in our lives as a way to thrive. And a way to prove our worth, not only to ourselves, but those around us. It sounds entirely counterintuitive. And you might not even believe that you're guilty of working against yourself in such a way. But I'll be the first to admit that I set myself up in crisis mode quite often. My fiance jokes and says that I love stacking the deck against myself. And he's not wrong. I've discovered that it's something that I do frequently. It's a way to add pressure to myself because pressure sometimes clears my head. When others are depending on me to thrive, then that's when I know I will thrive. As was with that scenario that I described earlier. I literally had to help ensure others' safety in that scenario. While being good at navigating tough scenarios that life throws at you is incredibly helpful, let's be honest, resiliency is a great skill to have in this world, creating these scenarios for yourself can leave you feeling really overwhelmed. I'm guilty of creating these scenarios in multiple facets of my life. So in undergrad, I remember one particular instance where I was pushing a paper out until the very last minute. I remember writing that paper on the kitchen floor near the coffee pot the night before it was due because I couldn't get myself motivated otherwise. Our family also recently rented an Airbnb across the state, and I literally took on all of the things for that trip, from meal planning to grocery shopping, preparing, and then on top of it, I decided I was going to do five days of 5.30 a.m. hot yoga classes, as well as run my business and everything else. It's like I had to do it all. I had to be everything for everyone. I had to prove that I could do this. And I've done this in my career too. When it comes to your career, have you ever thought anything like this? Like, I just need to blow this thing up and start over. I see no way to fix this thing unless I just blow it up and start over. This extreme type of reaction may be a version of trying to feel something deeper. So I'm currently reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and the author describes how trauma survivors may frequently seek out extreme situations as an effort to feel something. This is because they struggle in their daily lives to feel to feel emotions. So these extreme situations give them the opportunity to feel, to have some sort of emotion in their body. 
Now, whether or not you've survived a trauma or crisis in your life, I know I personally related to that scenario when I read it. And it's totally not because I'm an adrenaline junkie like you would think of. Honestly, it's funny. I have a season pass to Cedar Point, but I have never been to Cedar Point ever. The only reason that I have a pass is because my fiance loves going to Cedar Point. He grew up like right down the road. So my plan when we eventually do get to go to Cedar Point is literally to find a bench and sit on it and read and eat funnel cakes while he goes and rides the roller coasters (laughs) because you will not catch me on a roller coaster. I don't do roller coasters. There's no bungee jumping in my future. There's no fast motorcycle driving, fast car driving. There's no jumping out of planes like that. No, adrenaline junkie like that, not my thing. I do believe that in our society, Where we are numbed, we are completely numbed through disregarding our internal thoughts on a daily basis. And we do this via social media, Netflix, and other content consumption outside of ourselves. This I need something extreme to feel, maybe a version of a coping reaction. Coping to this mundane life that you have created or coping with the dislike of your job and all of the emotions that come with it. When we think trauma, we normally think those that have survived like a war zone or some sort of attack or whatnot. But interestingly enough, a long-term stress response, such as when you've continuously been going to a job that you hate, can also create similar responses in the physical body. Now, with self-discovery and paying attention to my habits and my reactions to things, I've also come to find that another reason I stack stack the deck against myself is because I love telling the story in the end. I knew that when I signed up to work full time, and go to grad school full-time, it wasn't going to be easy. But that is exactly why I did it. Because in the end, I knew that it would make a really good story. A story that told people that I'm a hard worker. A story that told people that I therefore deserve whatever I have in my life because I'm capable of working hard. I love a good story. And I've started learning more about my own natal chart and astrology in the last few weeks. So I knew that my moon was in Leo, but I didn't know what that meant until now. With my moon in Leo, part of my journey is seeking praise. Seeking praise in order to grow. In order to grow. I believe the phrasing that the book used was, you need to be on a stage, so part of your mission is to find the stage where your star can truly shine. And that hit me hard. So I had always strived to do well at everything I did because I thought I was operating under this like work hard, earn what you've got kind of story. But it might not be entirely my fault. So thank you astrology for that one. Appreciate ya. But where are you creating a challenge in your own life? Where can you or where you can thrive and overcome that challenge as compared to where in your life are you creating a crisis? 
And I tell you these stories again, as I hope that they may bring some patterns to light in your own life and some career change to your life. Have you also thought, you know, I need to work hard in order to deserve what comes next? AKA stacking the deck against yourself and seeing how you thrive in the crisis that you are creating. Or have you thought, I just need to blow this whole thing up, start over my life and my career? So if you've ever had these types of thoughts, I would challenge you to dig into the why. Why do you feel that the only way out of this scenario is to change everything, to blow it all up? Is this level of extreme really necessary to accomplish your goals? And I'll tell you right now, doggone, like it very well might be. You might need to blow it all up and let the bodies hit the floor. And if that's the case, don't let me stop you. But as someone who has this type A personality, who likes to thrive and create big things that others can find impressive, I've had to dig into my own stories to better understand my drive. And I would challenge you to dig further into your story if some of these phrases and scenarios sound familiar to you. If you're feeling the need to dig into these extremes and create a form of crisis in your life, then let's start at something simple. Let's, let's take this back to basics if you're resonating with any of these thoughts. The very first question I want you to ask is, are you present in your life? Is your need to create this extreme related to the fact that you might not be feeling, you might not be feeling comfortable in your own body, comfortable in your own skin? You might not be aware of this. Maybe you're not aware of your own body, aware of your own mindset. Mindfulness sounds like such a simple process here, but it can create really extreme growth instead of forcing you into creating these extreme crisis scenarios. Remembering that you are a body and that it is safe to be in your body in this moment. Remembering that you have the power in your life. You have the strength to accomplish anything. The strength to survive any crisis that you're faced with. And if life is always or already going to throw some potential crises at you, do you need to create a crisis for yourself on top of it? So ultimately, where in your life Where are you creating a challenge where you can thrive and overcome that challenge as compared to where in your life are you creating a crisis in order to prove your own worth? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Corporate Hippie Hustle. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn for daily tools to help take your corporate career from stuck to aligned. I'd also love to have you in my Facebook group, The Corporate Hippie Hustlers, where I teach exclusive content and you can find a like-minded community of women who are looking to grow their careers. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and keep this show rolling. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode, but until then, keep hustling.